0: Well, we have been looking at this text and talking about the subject of prosperity proven. In 3 John, let's read this. We'll pray. Then we'll read this verse and get further into our subject about prosperity proven. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness and faithfulness to us tonight you're so faithful so good we ask you to enlighten our eyes help us to see good things from your word give us utterance full and complete help us to follow the leading and direction of your spirit exactly and precisely answer questions show us direction and solutions let there come a supply of the spirit revelation of truth that sets free and deposits of your spirit and grace. That lives be changed. In Jesus name. We purpose not to be hearers only. But by your grace. Doers. And we know as we do. We will be blessed. And ahead of time. Before we see or hear any change. We give you all the glory. And we give you all the praise. Amen. Thank you Lord. Everybody say I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Say it again. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Of the word of God. God. Hallelujah. In 3rd John. Verse 1. The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish, I pray, I desire, above all things, that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Everybody read that second verse out loud with me, please. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Is this the word of God? Can I take this personally? God talking to me. You take it personally. God talking to you. Is it his will revealed for us? Could I say that here I've seen the word and the Lord has told me that above all things, he desires me to prosper. Yeah. Above all things, yes. he desires me to be healthy. Yes. Yes. And it's going to happen as my soul prospers. Amen. Right? Yes. Is it God's will for you to prosper? Yes. Yes. Hmm? Someone said, Well, that's talking about spiritual prosperity. It's talking about complete prosperity. He already talked about soul prosperity, you know, in that last part. That's emphasized there. So what kind of prosperity is this? This is external prosperity. Right? Because soul has to do with the inward part of you. This is external prosperity. Is it God's will that you prosper materially? Yes. Externally. Yes. Is it God's will that you be healthy? Yes. Physically. Yes. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Somebody said, well, I know Christians that are not. Yeah, and I know people that are not saved. But the fact that they're not saved, does that prove it's not God's will for them to be saved? Right. Certainly not. Just because somebody's not enjoying something doesn't reveal the will of God. No. You've got to make up your mind now that whether anybody else you know believes this or not, you're going to have it. Yeah. Right? You know, the maybe we'll get to it eventually. But the Bible talks about being persecuted for prosperity, yeah. and you just got to get ready for it. Yeah. You're going to be persecuted for all the blessings of God. Amen. Did you hear me? Yes. Not everybody's going to like it, yeah. and some people's going to make fun of it. And if they said it about Jesus, they're going to say it about you. Yeah. I mean, Jesus' own closest followers said. Oh, that's a waste. All that money on you. You could have sold that and given it to the poor. This is what they said about Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's right? So what they going to say about you? <laughs> what do they drive a new car like that for? They could have sent that to the mission field. What do they do that? Have you ever heard that kind of thing? Yes. This is the same thing Judas Iscariot said. Yes. It's amazing people don't put it together. You know why Judah said it? He was covetous. Why do these people say these things today Because they'd rather they had the new car It's a fact they want what you got they aggravated they don 't have it, and that you do, and they you know they don 't want to admit that, so they want to make some kind of spiritual thing out of it. <laughs> I've had people in the past want to challenge me about this kind of thing. And i got one question for them. Anybody want to add, challenge me about what I wear, or how I live, or what I drive, or what I do? Fine. What percentage of your income did you give last year? That's my question. Not amount. Not amount. Not dollar amount. What percentage? If I did better than you or more than you, you ought to be quiet and walk away. Right? And if you didn't even tithe, why are you talking to me? Right? If I'm giving twice the percentage of my income that you are, what business is it of yours? If I've got 12 mansions and nine new cars, right? I'm doing better than you. Supporting the king. You understand what I'm saying? And besides that, it's not for me to judge you or you to judge me. That's before the Lord. Right? Right? But it comes back to this. Is it God's will for us to be blessed? Financially and materially. Now, I'm telling you, the devil will fight you about this. Just like he'll fight you on healing, he'll fight you on other things. I mean, the enemy comes to steal the word, doesn't he? And if people receive it, but it's a shallow reception, then when the sun beats down and the word is tried in your life, people get offended. Don't they? Well, I tried that tithing stuff and I tried that. And then when they don't see it work in their life, not because it didn't work, because they quit. Because they never believed it to start with. They were trying it. You don't try the Bible. You do the Bible. Right, You you either believe it or you don't. If you believe it, you commit to it that I'm going to do this. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to live like this from now on. Whether it looks like it's improving or it looks like it's not or it feels like it, I'm doing this by faith. And when you commit to it like you're going to do it forever, even if you didn't see any change, it won't be long till you'll see some change. But if you're trying it out, well... Then you'll wind up offended and disillusioned and bitter, and there's a lot of these kind of folk around, and they're ready to tell other people, "Oh, ain't nothing to that." You know, they're just after your money, and you know, listen, you got to make up your mind what you believe, right? Not what some man said. What is the Bible? What did God tell you? And are you committed to it and to living that way? I decided that some years ago for myself, and I am so glad I did, because man, I'm you're looking at a blessed man. It just keeps getting better and better. Amen. Amen. Better and better and better. Now, it didn't turn around overnight. I didn't see it all happen in a week or two or a month or two or even a year or two. But if you just stay with it, everybody say, stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. 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 Well, the Lord told us that it was His will for us to prosper. Hmm? Yes, He did. I accept that. I believe that. And we are going through the Bible now looking at Proof of this revelation that it's God's will for us to prosper. That's why we're calling it prosperity proven. But we talked about how, what prosperity is and what poverty is. And we talked about the scripture, you know, that you don't prosper first in your account or your pocketbook. You prosper first in your soul, right? You got to quit thinking like a broke person. You got to quit talking like a poor person you got to begin to see yourself in Christ, in redemptive reality. Amen. Amen. And he, though he was rich, he was made poor for our sakes, Amen. that we might be made rich. And in Christ, we're just as rich as we are saved, Amen. as we are healed, yeah. as we are righteous. Yeah. That's not based on what you feel and see. That's an accomplished fact in Christ. Yeah. We've well, got to begin to talk that way, Amen. think that way. Amen. Make plans to do things that rich folk do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's one of the biggest challenges that you have, is getting your mind renewed so that you don't think. I know a lot of you like me. I grew up in central Mississippi, and I grew up in uh, generations of poverty thinking. And you just think that way. I mean, you look in the Sears catalog when I was a little boy, and they had the good and the better and the best. I never looked at the best. That was for somebody else. Right? I didn't even look at the better. I mean, you, you wondered if maybe someday you could get one of the good ones. But you didn't even look at the other stuff. Why? Because you think broke. You're not just broke on the outside. You're broke in your soul. You're broke in how you see yourself. So we talked about that. And then we talked about what kind of God is our God? Is he a God of prosperity? Or is he a God of poverty? Is he a God of abundance? Or is he a God that sometimes likes to see you struggle some? <laughs> we looked at his names. What does his names reveal? Because so many of his compound redemptive names reveal his character. We looked at El Shaddai. Ain't nothing broke in that. Right? Ain't nothing poor about that. El Shaddai. We looked at Jehovah Jireh. Eh, there's nothing poor and broke about that. Right? And then we went back and began to see the patriarchs, the people who started out in covenant with God and knew God. They're alive today, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God revealed himself as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob some dozen times in the Bible. He refers to himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they're alive right now in heaven. We said if we could get them to come down and interview them. If I could take, you know, Father Abraham today and hand him our wireless mic and say, uh, Father Abraham, you walked with God. He calls you his friend. Does God ever want us to be broke? Uh, what did you experience of God when you walked the earth? And we went by it in detail. What kind of God did Abraham know? He knew a God who blessed him. Oh, who made him very rich. Right? What about Isaac. Same thing. Inherited all his daddy's money. Started out life like that. He knew a God who made daddy rich. And just increased him all the more. He knew a God who gave him a hundredfold in one year. Right? What about Jacob? we have been talking about him. Well, Jacob had a rocky start. He started out as a deceiver. A liar and a tricker. And because of that, he didn't start out like Isaac did. I mean, he made his road rough. He wound up leaving home, had nothing but a stick in his hand, out camping out, sleeping on the ground. And God revealed himself to him, said, I'm the God of your daddy. I'm the God of your grandpa. I'm going to give you all this ground you're sleeping on. As far as you can see. He said, well, if you will, and if you'll be with me and help me get back not get killed not starve to death, and give me something to wear, I will tithe and I will, you'll be my God. And I'll be your man and this place will be the house of God. And he did it, came back, walked out there with a stick. 20 years later, he's a hard worker. He stayed with it and he trusted God, came back a rich man. Everybody say rich man. Rich man. That's the kind of God yeah. Jacob knew. Turned and changed from a deceiver to a prince with God. Yes. Hallelujah. Jacob to Israel. And we begin to study Joseph and see that Joseph knew a God who prospered him as a slave. He was a very prosperous man as Potiphar's slave. Now explain that one. He and the man is a slave, but he's prosperous. What does that mean? Wears good clothes, eats good food. Rides a nice horse. Right? Somebody said, who is that? That's Potiphar's slave boy. Huh? He don't look like no slave boy. But then it went down. And he lost that position because of Potiphar's lying wife. And wound up in jail. But he wouldn't give up his vision. He wouldn't turn loose his dream. God had showed him a vision of him ruling and reigning. Right? And he wouldn't turn loose of him. Even in jail, he didn't lose his vision. How many are seeing something? You know, you can't be a fly-by-night person with this kind of thing. you got to lay hold of the vision and word of God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I don't care if a month passes, a year passes, five years pass, ten years. You stay with it. You just keep believing it. You just keep saying it. You just keep expecting it. And we see Joseph in one day... Come out of the dungeon and become ruler of all the land. How quick things can change. I said, how quick things can change. He wasn't sleeping on the street. It was worse than that. (laughs) Right? He wasn't eating half of a sandwich. It was worse than that. He's in the dungeon with chains and rags on his back. Now let's pick up there and go on. Go back to Genesis, please, again. I want us to see something that happened, and we're going to begin to see a big principle in the Word of God, a scripture you know, but I won't, I won't bring it up right now, see if you discern it, if you think of it, before we get through. In Genesis, the 39th chapter, 39th chapter, how many believing with me tonight now? You, you hooked up with me? This is not just all up to me. Utterance is greatly affected by the hearers. Be believing with me. Genesis 39. We talked about the God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. Did they know a God who wanted them broke? Did they know a God who stole from them? No. They knew a God who made them rich. Every one of them. Very rich, the Bible said. In material things. And Joseph, he started out privileged, got the coat of many colors, but then because of envy. Everybody say envy. envy. Now see, that's what we already started talking about. Prosperity brings up these issues. The more blessed you are, you have to deal with it. Hmm. The more God does for you. Uh, I've been praying about some of these things for myself. You know, right now, because I'm I'm blessed. I am. But the Lord's dealing with me about other stuff he wants to do for me. And do with me. And, and I've been saying, well, Lord, I'm okay. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. But, you know, ministers, a lot of times, hide their prosperity from the people. That's right. It's a common thing. Yeah. Hmm? And we haven't done that. And I don't intend to start that. Amen. But I'll just be honest with you. You have to deal with it because you realize Well, some people think. Well that's too much. Mm-hmm. Well how much is too much? It depends on who you ask. Right. right? To one person you know a hundred dollars is too much. Yeah. To another person a million dollars is nothing. Right. Depends on who you ask. That's right? right? And that's why pastors are tempted and not not just tempted, I mean, I know all kind of pastors that hide their prosperity. Yeah. They hide it. And I know why they do. Because you don't want to deal with the flag. You don't want to deal with it. What you know people are going to say. And a lot of it's people don't even go to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Right. But you know it. And so you are tempted. But I don't believe in it. There are scriptures in the Bible that talk about as the prophet or as the pastor, so the people. Yeah. We're all linked together. Yes. Right? Yes. And my prosperity and yours is linked together. Right? right? Amen. Yeah. And we're supposed to lead, not just in prayer and in Bible quoting. We're supposed to lead. Yeah. Right? In vision. Yeah. Amen? You excel me and go way on out beyond me in prosperity. That's wonderful. Good. Tell me about it. Stir me up. Right? But I'm supposed to take a lead too. We're supposed to think big. Talk big. On every area. Can you say amen? And if people talk, then they talk. Now that's easier said than enjoyed. But I'm not just saying it for my benefit. It applies to you equally. Right? Because, you know, you're blessed to a certain place. People don't say too much. But you go beyond that. And folks start talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear me? Yeah. Are you willing to take that? Yes. Are you willing to deal with that? Yes. Are you willing to be thick-skinned and to just say, well, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what I give. They don't know what I do. And don't feel like you've got to defend yourself all the time. That's right. What business is it of theirs? Well, don't get worked up. Relax. I told you it was happening. I told you it was part of the deal. How many remember when Jesus was talking about the rich young ruler? And he told him about giving. And then he talked to the rest of the guys. And he said, anybody. You turn loose of houses and lands and whatever he went on down the list for my sake and for the gospels. He'll receive a hundredfold now in this time with persecutions. Now I know you don't like that part. I'm not crazy about it. But it's there. Right? And the Lord's going to bring you up. Hmm? He's bringing me up. He's bringing you up. And people are going to look at you and they're going to go, how much did that cost? And you ain't going to want to say. (laughs) And you don't have to say. But nor do you have to hide your blessings either. Well, I'm not wearing that to church. You better wear it. Bring it on. Yeah. Amen. 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 You better pull it out. Let's see it. Let's, yeah. Big ring. Yeah. I mean, if I have to wear my sunglasses up here, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got that big ring on? <laughs> Suit me fine. If 90% of the cars in the parking lot was more expensive than what I'm driving, that just make me happy, happy. Amen. Amen. It's a fact. That's right. If, you know, everybody's house was bigger than what I'm living in, I just think that was wonderful. Right? But are you willing to deal with that? This is a serious question I'm dealing with now. This is why a lot of people don't prosper beyond a certain point. Because... They don't want to deal with what I'm talking about. They don't want to deal with what Jesus talked about, about this persecution. It's serious. It's why Cain killed Abel. Did you hear me? It's serious. I mean, murder is involved here. Why did Cain kill Abel? Over their offerings. Is that right? You see how serious that is? Over their offerings. He gave a better offering than his brother did. He excelled and it was accepted. And it made him so mad. Instead of him repenting and humbling himself. And saying I can do better. And I'm going to step up to that place too. He didn't do that. He just got bitter. And he got mad at his brother. Decided his brother was the cause of all his problems. And I've had people fixate on me like that. That I was the cause of their problems. (laughs) And I wasn't. But they didn't like, every time they saw me, it made them mad. Especially when they saw me drive my Corvette around. (laughs) It, It makes some people fight mad if I got a nice watch on. Or any preacher. Did you know that? They don't even bother to ever try to find out how they got it. Or, you know, if it was a blessing or. You know, they just assume all, uh, some of my relatives, some of my relatives didn't even want to see me. They just assumed I was a crook. That's right. Had to be. If you're a preacher and you got stuff, got to be a crook. Lying, stealing, rascal. Got to be. Didn't know a thing in the world about me. Hadn't seen me in 20 years, but got mad, upset. No, I don't even want to see that. I don't even want to see that. I don't want to be around him. Well, I could take it personally and get down and lose my victory. Life is too short for such. (laughs) Me to let somebody else's ignorance ruin my party. (laughs) When I could be having fun. Right? You know, Brother Lester Summerall said years ago, uh, you know, how he'd belt something out. I mean, you know, he said... Other people's heads, there's no place for me to look for my happiness. <laughs> Other people's heads, there's no place to look for your happiness. And that's true. Well, they don't think this or they don't think that. Well, what do they know? I know they don't know anything about me or they wouldn't say that. Right? So it's ignorance talking. Don't pay attention to it. Now, I'm not just using up the time here. How far do you want to go? This is a serious issue. Something for you to pray about. Something for you to look at. Because you get to a certain place. And it starts. Being uncomfortable. Around some people. I know a. Lady, one time she came to me talking to, she had two friends of hers, ladies, the three were friends, they were best buds, they did everything together, they shopped together, they went out and ate two or three times a week together. They had families, but they were friends. And all three of them were pretty heavy, physically. This lady lost 50-something pounds. And I mean, looked sharp, had a whole new wardrobe. And toned up and trimmed up. And after a few weeks, her friends weren't calling her. And, uh, it we went on until it was obvious. And she called one of them. She said, Did I do something wrong? They said, No. You didn't, nothing's wrong. What does that mean? Something's wrong. <laughs> Something's wrong, all right. And they finally, you know, they just didn't want to be around her anymore. Why? Why? Envy. Envy. Why? They ought to have been saying, how'd you do it? (laughs) Show me. Right? That's what Cain should have been doing with Abel. How'd you do that offering? Jehovah was pleased with yours, but he wasn't with mine. Help me. What do I need to change? Show me how. He'd have helped him. Right? Right? You see, it's when people get bitter, though. And they go, that's sorry, rascal. You ain't no better than me. God's playing favorites. It ain't fair. It ain't fair. It's not fair. She can just eat anything and never gain a pound. I just look at it and gain five pounds. <laughs> You're believing lies. Hmm? It ain't fair. I work so hard and don't have anything. And look at them. Spend all that money on that new car and they got this and they got that. It just falls on them. It ain't right. It ain't fair. You're deceived. You're believing lies. Mm -mm. No. How far do you want to go? How much are you willing folks, to talk about you? (laughs) Huh? Your family. Hmm? I said, your family? Yes. I said, your family? Yeah. They say, can you believe it? Papa and Mama gave $100,000 to the missionary. That's supposed to be our money. $100,000 to the church? That's our money. Says who? Hmm? Are you willing to deal with that though? People get miffed. Oh, they give you the cold shoulder because they sit around dreamed up something that they thought was going to happen. To my persecution for being a big giver and being big blessed and having big stuff, huh? And not ashamed of it. Make no apology for it. Did you hear me? Who's willing to go with me? Huh? So let's go on up the ladder some more. Let's go on up some higher. I'll take it. Right? They talked about Jesus. Right? They accused him of being a poor steward. He didn't have his priorities right. But if they talked about the master, then it's no surprise if he talked about you. Hmm. Genesis 39 two. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man in spite of his brother's envy. Yeah. Right? He overcame it. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Makes no difference what kind of economy it is and what people are saying and doing. God can prosper you in any circumstances. Right. Yeah. God can prosper you in any environment. Yeah. Any. Yeah. If Joseph was a rich man as a slave then certainly he can prosper you in America. A free man, right? So his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And verse 5, the middle of the verse of the Lord, blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Now this is something we have seen repeatedly, the blessing. And we looked up that word, we said it means to empower, to prosper, or to succeed. It's empowerment for success. Power. I mean, if you read the Bible, you know there are numerous scriptures where he told us that he gives us power. Right? To prosper, to succeed, to increase. It's not a natural thing. It's a spiritual force. We took some time to read numerous scriptures about the blessing. How God gave the blessing to Abraham and to all his descendants. Right? And we went over to Galatians 3 and saw that it applies to us. The blessing, the blessing of Abraham is mine. Is the blessing on me and you? Is it ours? What does that mean? There is power supernatural spiritual force in us and on us and around us that works increase. Yeah. Amen. Now the more you believe in this the more you'll see it. Yes. Everybody say it out loud I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I, have I have the blessing on me on, me. on, my, family, on my family on my life on, my life. on, everything, on everything that pertains to me I'm blessed, yes. amen. amen, and whatever I put my hand to prospers, yes. succeeds, right? Yes. That means you make more money accidentally than some people do on purpose, yes. amen. Yeah. and this is the cause of some of the envy. And the aggravation. Because they're working, 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 working. And didn't do half of what you did. Didn't seem like you was hardly trying. And they go, it ain't fair. It ain't about fair. It's about the blessing. But the thing is, anybody can have it. That'll believe. That'll let Jesus be the Lord. That'll give him the glory and credit. Right? Anybody can have it. But it is the foundation of the envy problems. When people see you blessed and they're not, it makes them mad. And they don't want to admit it's their fault. And they don't want to go to God and talk to Him about it. So they just want to be mad at you. Because you're blessed. And I'm not. It ain't right somebody else to have ten cars and I don't have one. It ain't right. Said who? Who said it ain't right? God's not communist. <laughs> I got a flash for you now. Everything is not going to be equally divided in heaven. mm Jesus is the one that taught the parable, the one who did good and increased his five into ten. He took the one away from the man that didn't do good and gave it to the man that had ten. And the whole crowd said, Lord, he's already got ten. He said, I know, give it to him. See, they think, Well, that ain't fair. It's completely fair. God knows what's fair. He knows what's right. People who are good stewards with what they have, who are faithful to give, who are faithful to believe, are going to be blessed far beyond those who refuse to. And that's fair. I said that's fair. Right? But we're not to judge each other because I don't know how faithful you are and you don't know how faithful I am. Leave that in the hands of the Lord. But it is the source You know, uh, not the source, but it's the occasion for the envy. How many still want the blessing? Hmm? (laughs) When the blessing is so obvious on your life, it is so obvious, some people like me will be glad. Other people will not. It will aggravate them. How many understand? It's the grace of God when you can lose weight and other people didn't. It is. It's the grace of God. When you can shape up. When you can get out of debt and pay it off. And other people didn't. That's the grace of God. And it's the blessing. It's the blessing. Right? Well, some folk won't like that. They go, I don't. Right? I work just as hard as they do. It ain't about working hard. You need to be diligent. But it ain't. There's people work. Oh, there's people work so hard. And are broke all their life. It's more to it than working hard. It's the blessing on what you do. A little bit blessed goes a lot further than a whole lot worked hard for. Everybody say the blessing. Now, even when he's in prison in the 23rd verse of Genesis 39... The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him, with Joseph, even in jail. And that which he did, the Lord what? Made it to to prosper. Why? The blessing blessing was on him and he didn't give up. Right? He's in faith. He's holding on to his vision, even in the cell. Well, you know the story. The baker and the butler of Pharaoh got thrown in jail too. They had dreams. Joseph pops in one day and says, Hey, fellas, why are you so sad? Now, when you think about it, that's a peculiar thing to say in the dungeon. Right? But it tells you what kind of man Joseph was. Right? He was in the dungeon, but he didn't let the dungeon get in him. And he still got to victory and still smiling in the dungeon. Looks like everybody's forgot about him. His daddy and his mom thinks he's dead. Right? Right? But he didn't despair. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. He pops in. He says, Hi, fellas. Ah, why are y'all so sad? They could have said, We're in the dungeon. We're eating this slop. They say they're going to execute us. You need some more reasons? Those are not reasons enough to be depressed for the Christian. Are they? You may think I'm wandering around, but the Lord's leading us tonight. Are you with me? Stay hooked with me now. Peter, the night before his scheduled execution, was doing what? Huh? Sleeping like a baby. Right? Peace. Enjoying his salvation on that cold stone floor supposed to be killed tomorrow. But the church was praying. Amen. And he got delivered. These are the kind of people that get delivered. The people that moan and cry all night are not giving the Lord something to work with. They're not giving him faith. So Joseph is up. He interprets their dreams for him. And he tells the one that was going to be restored. He said, now, remember, when you get restored and you get back to Pharaoh's court, tell him about me. Because I'm innocent. I don't deserve to be here. That woman lied on me. Please tell him. Well, he got restored just like Joseph interpreted the dream. But he forgot about Joseph. That would have been reason enough for some people to get bitter. Right? Ain't that like it is? You help somebody. And as soon as they get out of the problem, forget you. It ain't right. He could have got bitter. And the story wouldn't be in here. He didn't give up his dream. He didn't give up his vision. And Pharaoh had the dream, you remember? Seven fat cows. And then seven lean cows. And lean cows... Ate up the fat cows. And he wanted to know what does this mean. And it was repeated in the second part of the dream. And, and so he called all of his astrologers and stargazers and all of his folks. And they couldn't figure it out. And then the uh, is the butler, right? He remembered Joseph. And he told the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh sent for him. And Joseph shaved and put on clean clothes. And come out of the dungeon and appeared in Pharaoh's court. And Pharaoh, now Pharaoh, this is the mightiest empire in the world. He's the strongest king, if you will, in the world. Richest. Most advanced culture. He's been in the dungeon for years. He cleaned up. Dressed for success and all that. (laughs) Represent God. Cleaned up. He stood up there and Pharaoh told him, I hear you can interpret dreams. He said, well, the Lord can give it to you. I mean, you got to put yourself in this position. I mean, this is something. All the astrologers are looking. All the generals are looking. Everybody's, who is this? They brought him out of the dungeon. Who? Dungeon? And he told him the wisdom of God about the future. Now, we're getting into something here. If you read the Proverbs, you'll find that wisdom and prosperity are inseparable. They're linked together. Wisdom and prosperity. Foolishness and poverty are linked together. Being a fool and being broke. Being wise and prospering. You know, this planet is rich beyond anyone's understanding. It is a shame that anybody would ever starve to death on this planet. It's a shame that anybody on this planet wouldn't have something to wear or a good place to live and sleep because the resources are just vast. There's enough riches in this planet for every one of us to be billionaires. And then some. Well, why isn't it that way? Foolishness. Sin. Ignorance. Vast things are just wasted and squandered. No wisdom, no understanding. He showed by the revelation of the Lord the future for the next 14 years. This is going to happen. This is going to be up, up higher than it's ever been. And then seven years later, it's going to go down low, lower than it's ever been. What if some of the guys that are working On the stock market floor. Knew about 14 years to come. (laughs) Investors. This is the key to great wealth. The Holy Ghost part of his ministry is to show us things to come. Is that right? Now he's not going to show us everything about everything to come. But things that pertain to us. You'll get a glimpse of what's going to happen. You might not be able to explain it or write a book about it. And you're not necessarily supposed to try to tell anybody else about it. But he'll do with you. Buy this now. Hold on to it. It's going to go up. How would we know? You don't know. you got no indication to know why. How did they know it's going to be seven years of plenty like it had never been before? There was no indication of it. There was no nothing natural that you could put your finger on. But the Lord said it. And to this Pharaoh's credit, he believed it, didn't he? And he said, well, and so Joseph said, what I recommend is that you find somebody that's really good and wise and put them over this and save in these seven years of plenty. Would the Lord ever lead you to save? Yeah. 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 There are times when the Lord will lead you to give it away and it doesn't seem like you got it. And there's other times he'll lead you to save. And you don't know why would you. Pays to be led. And uh, the Pharaoh said. Well I don't know anybody else we could find. That would be wiser and more perceptive than you. So come here. Pulled his ring off his hand. Said uh, bring some of my royal robes. You know that. My second Ferrari that I like. (laughs) Pull it around front. And I want you to open an account for Joseph at the first bank of Egypt. And put a couple million in there for him to start with. And he said, before all my court, I want it known. That this man is over the entire nation of Egypt. Nothing happens without he says so. He's over everything. Only in this throne am I above him. And that morning he ate slop down in the dungeon. (laughs) What God can do. I said what God can do. (laughs) So Joseph... Walked out of that room and people bowed to him and bowed to him. And don't you know he's having flashbacks when he was a teenager, back when life was good at home with mom and dad. He's rich, just like that, rich. I mean, super wealthy. Went from nothing to super wealthy in minutes. Pharaoh said, I know where one of the prettiest women in the country is too. I'd like to arrange their marriage if it's okay with you. So, he married one of the prettiest, most well-connected women in the whole nation. And he had two sons, and one of them he named. The Lord's made me to forget. I've forgotten all the hard times. I've forgotten all the beanie weenies. (laughs) And the ramen noodles. He wished he had some what he was eating. (laughs) I forgot being somebody's slave, boy. The Lord's made me to forget. And the Lord's blessed me. Friend, this is what happens to those who will not relinquish their vision. Even after years. I mean, he it didn't just seem like it wasn't working. He's going backwards. Do you understand? From slave boy to dungeon. I mean he's going backwards. He's going down. It looks hopeless. Looks like everybody's forgot about him. But you can't. Don't you think the devil told him that in that dungeon? Day after day? You've got nothing to look forward to. Kill yourself. You don't want to live like this rest of your life. You're a young man. You want to be in here? Eating this? Doing this? For decades to come? But he'd shake it off. And he'd say, uh-uh. No, the Lord showed me. When I was a boy, (laughs) he showed me ruling and reigning. He showed it to me. He wouldn't let go of it. Everybody say he wouldn't let go. go. How about you? Huh? Have you ever got anything in your spirit? Has the Lord ever showed you anything? You doing something for the kingdom of God? You making a difference? You being a blessing to your family? You coming up? If he hadn't, you better get to talking to him. Let him show you. And then lay hold of it like a bulldog on a bone. (laughs) And no matter how bad it gets. No matter how rough. Seem like you're going backwards. Seem like you're going down. No matter what. Do like Joseph. Because you see how quick God can turn this thing around. Minutes. Don't you know? He steps out in his fine silk robe. He's got this big honking ring on his hand. And he sees his Ferrari. He goes, now that's nice. (laughs) Whoo, that's nice. Where do I drive it to? And they said, well, <laughs> your mansion is over here. You know, half a mile down from Pharaoh's place. <laughs> he pulls in to the mansion. Servants. Closets full of robes. Jewelry. He is the man in the nation. Minutes. Just like that. And first thing he did is he got in his Ferrari And he drove around the country to see what was going on to get an idea what kind of structure had to happen to get this savings program initiated. Because he wasn't just sitting around waiting for his vision to come to pass all these years. He had become an expert at stewardship and handling affairs. What looked like just the work of the enemy, God used it and turned it around. He was training to be an excellent steward with all the potter for stuff. He learned how to handle livestock. He learned how to handle grain. He learned how to deal with suppliers and sellers and buyers. And even in the prison, he learned how to run that whole prison. Training. Right? So many Sometimes people think, well, you know, I'm stocking groceries. What does this matter for the kingdom of God? Learn how to stock them good, brother. Learn to excel at it. I'm pumping gas. What does that matter? Well, what does sweeping a dungeon floor do for the kingdom? Huh? Being a slave. It was preparing him. I said it was preparing him. And when he stepped into that, he was no novice. He was an expert at organizing and arranging. And he turned that country around. I said he turned it around. Where did all that wealth come from? Where did those robes and the ring and the fine chariots and the horses, where did all that come from? That was... Egypt's wealth, but God transferred it in a moment. Now you remember the verse I was alluding to earlier? Well, then go to Proverbs and look at it then. (laughs) Glory to God. Proverbs 13. Hold your place in Genesis. We're not through there. You can go back later. Proverbs 13, 22. Proverbs 13, 22. Well, back up to verse uh, 20. Well, back up <laughs> to verse 18. It all goes together. Poverty. And shame, this is Proverbs thirteen, eighteen, poverty and shame shall be to him that refuses instruction. Wonder if that's still true today. What if you're unteachable? Huh? What if you won't receive instruction? Will you be rich anyway? No. According to this, you'll have poverty and you'll have shame. Well, how many is going to be unteachable? No, no. How many decide you're going to be teachable? I will receive instruction. I'll receive correction. If I'm wrong, I want to know it. Help me. Show me. Right? He that regards reproof shall be honored. Honored and riches goes hand in hand. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. He that walks with wise men will be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. You don't just want to run with people that believe in being broke. That's foolish. Always making excuses why they don't have this and don't want this. and It'll rub off on you. It'll hold you back. It's good to be around people that's got bigger vision than you do. Rubs off on you. Evil pursues sinners. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Do you believe that? Say it out loud. The wealth of the sinner sinner is laid up up for for the just. Who are the just? Those justified in Christ, made righteous in him. Is it true that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the church? Some people don't believe that. I do. There's evidence of it. We see it right here. Where did all this money Joseph walked into? Where did that come from? Where was that at the day before? <laughs> huh? As Egypt's worldly. They didn't worship Jehovah God. They worshipped the Nile River. They worshipped uh, Ra, the sun god. They worshipped alligator gods, crocodile gods. But just like that, God moved that money, boop, just like that. Faster than a wire transfer. (laughs) Quicker than an email. Huh? It was no accident. The Lord had showed Joseph some of that. He didn't know all the details, but he showed some of that to him when he was a teenager. Now you see, this is not an isolated instance. You see it again and again and again. Hold your place there and go back to Genesis. You see that he went literally from rags to riches in a moment of time, and the money came from sinners. But then you read over to Exodus. You begin to see this theme. We're going to camp on this. We won't do it all tonight. But you're just going to keep seeing this and keep seeing this and keep seeing this. Where did all that money come from? It came from sinners. It came from the ungodly rich. In Exodus. Exodus. After Joseph had died. The Bible said a Pharaoh came up who didn't know Joseph, didn't respect Joseph nor the people of Joseph. And they afflicted them, made their life hard with bondage. And you know that they forced them, passed a law that the Hebrews had to throw out their baby boys. Had to throw them in the river. Or of course they either drowned or crocodiles got them or whatever. Now what an awful law. Moses was born. And his parents saw him and they they couldn't throw him in the river at the moment. And they kept him as long as they could. And of course he's getting bigger all the time and crying louder and everything else. And Finally they made the little boat for him. Put him in it and prayed over it. And here he goes floating which was for... All the other babies to their death. But he floats around the corner, and there's Pharaoh's daughter taking a bath. And she finds him and opens up the basket, and he is the cutest thing she has ever laid eyes on. And uh, I imagine the angel poked him right about then and he smiled at her. (laughs) And it was just too much. She knew what he was he was a Hebrew baby. What's he doing in the river, you know? I mean, she knew. But she's Pharaoh's daughter. She gets away with a lot. And uh, so Moses' sister is watching. And when she pulled him out, verse 5 of chapter 2, Exodus 2. Exodus 2, 5, the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself by the river. Her maidens walked along the riverside. When she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. When she opened it, she saw the child. Behold, the babe wept. She had compassion on him. She said, this is one of the Hebrew's children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I call his sister? Who? Moses' sister just happened to pop up and said, "Uh, do you want me to go and get somebody to nurse this baby for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said, yeah, I do. Go and find me a nurse mother. And Pharaoh's daughter went and got mama. Her and Moses' mama. And Pharaoh's daughter said, you know, take this child away and nurse it for me and I'm going to pay you. Are we talking about prosperity? Huh? This is big prosperity. Your baby doesn't die. That's huge prosperity. Right? Right? Huge prosperity. You get to stay with your baby. Every day and night. Raise it just like there was no law. That forbade you to. Here's another blessing. You get paid to do it. (laughs) <laughs> is God good or is God good? Does God still do stuff like this? Come on, guys. Now, when you really believe it, you get excited about it. Does God still do these kind of things in 2004? Yes, He does. What kind of God do we serve? This is Him. Now, you can listen to somebody else's lack of experience and something they learned in the school of theology, or you can read this and believe this. This is God. He has not changed. He still does things like this. And the Bible says. Don't turn there. But in the book of Acts. 7.22. It says Moses was learned. In all the wisdom of Egypt. He got the best education. In the world. And it was all paid for. By the world. And he is God's Savior handpicked. This is the wealth of the sinner being transferred into the hands of the just. Isn't it? Strategic times and places. Now go with me to Ecclesiastes, please. Can you stay with me just a few minutes longer here? Not quite through. Ecclesiastes, the second chapter. And i tell you, while you're doing that, find Job 27. Can you find two places? Ecclesiastes 2 and Job 27. We need all kinds of services. There's some services where you jump and you shout and you run. There's other services where you praise God. And there's some services, things get in you deeper than you think. It changes your thinking. It changes your expectation. Ecclesiastes 2, Job 27. We're going to Ecclesiastes 2 right now. We just got through reading in Proverbs that the uh, sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Proverbs also said, he who increases his wealth by exorbitant interest amasses it for someone who will be kind to the poor. That's Proverbs 28.8 if you're taking notes. Another one said income from exploiting the poor will end up in the hands of someone who pities them. Do you know how much wealth is being made off the poor? Poor people pay more. It's a fact. And all this interest that poor people are paying. The Bible says that has to wind up in the hands of people who pity the poor, yeah. who want to bless and help the poor. Yes, sir. Any of you volunteer for that? Yeah. For that. Yeah. Hmm? Yes, well you've got to start with what you have now. Yeah. Right? You don't wait till the millions fall on you. You've got to start with your five dollars and your ten and right? right? Show that you qualify. Yeah. You pass the test. But listen to Ecclesiastes two. Are you there? Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 26 says, for God gives to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he gives travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that's good before God. This is vanity and vexation of the spirit. Yeah, to the sinner that's heaping it up. Let me read this to you from the NIV. To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. I am reading the Bible. Boy, there's some sinners that are working hard. (laughs) I mean, they are... Ooh, they, they don't they hardly even take a break. They don't even have a life. They just working, 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 working. You could see where this envy comes in, right? Because they work, 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 work. Because money is their God. And then God goes, whoop. And we come into a bunch of wealth and didn't even work for it. It's called the blessing. It's the fulfilling of prophecy. How many believe this has to happen? It has happened. But it has to happen on a global scale. Hmm. Glory, glory. Go to Job then. This is another scripture that says almost the same thing. We're talking about prosperity proven. Not what I think, not what you think. What the Bible says. Job 27 are you there? Job 27 talking about the ungodly man 27:16 27, 27:16 16. 27, 16. Though he heap up silver as the dust and prepare raiment as the clay he may prepare it but the just shall put it on and the innocent shall divide the silver Another translation reads like this The evil man may accumulate money like dust, and closets jammed full of clothes, yet he may order them made by his tailor. But the innocent shall wear that clothing, and shall divide his silver among them. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. I will say this. You've got to qualify yeah. the righteous. You pass tests in handling them. And as you pass tests, there are bigger transfers. Amen. We've passed a few tests and have had a few transfers. I like it so well <laughs> that I want to step up to the bigger yeah. transfers. But you've got to pass the bigger tests. See, we've been talking about that intermingled through the whole message, right? Yeah. Dealing with the persecution. Being honest, putting God first, obeying Him. When the Holy Ghost tells you to do something, you do it. If He says clean out the account, you do it. We've done it again and again and again. If He can trust you with five dollars, He can trust you with fifty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you pass the test with fifty, then you can step up to five hundred. If you pass the test and pass the test and now you're handling hundreds of thousands, but you get to the place where you think that's too much money and you fail the test, that's the end. You don't qualify for bigger transfers. You understand? And so people, everybody goes, you know, wherever they're at, they've either passed or failed test to get to that place. I want to go on. I said, I want to go on. I want to pass tests. And step up bigger. Because I believe God is so big. He can do Joseph things. I mean dungeon to palace. Amen. He can reallocate sources from national sources. To give his people the best training like Moses. And the best equipment that's in the earth. Right. He used to do it. He still does. Stand up on your feet, please. Glory be to God. He may pile it up, but the just will divide it. He may pile up the clothes, but the innocent, the righteous will wear them. Close your eyes, why don't you? Just lift up your heart before the Lord. Begin to thank Him that He has not changed. Tell Him you believe He can do things like that today. Just like he did for Joseph. Just like he did for Moses. Lord we believe these words. They're not too big for us to believe. They're not too hard for us to believe. We don't believe it's impossible. We believe it. You said it. It's a fact. We believe it. The wealth of the sinner. Is laid up for your people. Those you've made righteous. By faith in Jesus Christ. The wealth of the world. The ungodly world. Is laid up for your church. We believe it. Everybody tell Him, I believe it. I believe that, Lord. We believe that. We believe that. We believe that. And our eyes are on You. For You to show us what to do. Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today, free of charge, by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge,